Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, once again, thankfully, due to the Chicago crappy weather, we are sadly out of studio. Uh, we are over Zoom or Google Hangout, wherever we do it on. Uh, however, we still got a good episode for you. It is a little weird. We're going to try some new things. Not a lot happened in the sports world. So we are going to start introducing some introducing some segments and then we will have a full timeout. And this week's rank, because we are doing this on Fat Tuesday, we got Ash Wednesday tomorrow. We're going to do some Friday Lent meals. So, without any further ado, let's get right to it. Let's take it from the uh, from the tippy top there. Budget presents Beer League. Okay, everybody. Glad to see you all in these little boxes once again. We, uh, a little holidays passed. It was Valentine's Day. Did anyone do anything fun? Uh, I'm going to at the dinner. Oh, go ahead, Beer. Like we all, I don't know if we all kind of did something similar to that, but dinner. Dinner and drinks, yeah. Uh, we went to it's like the nicest restaurant in Rochester. It's a place called Piscara. It's at this, um, at this hotel. It's pretty nice, pretty nice spot. I got a nice big steak. Um, yeah, typical though. The dinner drinks and then uh, had dessert after. Did you uh, do any flowers or chocolate? Um, yeah, I mean the, the whole nine yards. I mean you had to, right? Um. We were more chocolate and more uh, Sour Patch Kids than, than chocolate this time <laughs> around, though. The classic Valentine's I, Day treat, Sour Patch Kids. I mean, they're I really good. So they are I don't good. Know. They are. No, you're right. They are. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, but I forgot that Jenny doesn't like um, meat too much. I was thinking you could, like, buy a one of the heart-shaped chocolate boxes and then put, like, little cubes of brisket in each one. That would make me <laughs> static. I bet you'd love that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Um, so, yeah, I I didn't do anything. Um, I got Kayla over here. I'm not in the studio right now. Um, yeah, we didn't do anything. Uh, she had to go home. Uh, she saw her parents. And then she had to print out a bunch of stuff because we're doing our taxes. So we had to get um, our account tax information. So we did that. And then... Uh, yeah, I don't think we did anything. I don't even know if we watched anything. It was a, it was very low key. Wow, magical. It was, yeah, movies. Yeah, uh, we start, I started playing actually the board game Catan. Catan. Oh, Settlers of Catan. Oh yeah. Catan. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Did you just play it just you two? Uh, no, we, we had a couple other people over, and oh. my roommate Kevin just bought it. <clears throat> it is awesome. It is a lot was, of fun. Holy I was going to say, because if you just barter with one person, you would just never get anywhere. No, no. But you got any or it was like four or five of us. It'd be a very That's weird good. game. So that was I, your, I like this your first time playing it? Mm-hmm. What's your, yeah, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on it initially? Did you finish a whole game or like what, how much did you get through? We were, yeah, we finished like two or three games in one night. One of them took like maybe 45 minutes an hour, but um, we were drinking, so 
we slowly just started to take way longer, but uh, not a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I had a weird introduction to that game. So when I was in, I think it was like one of the summers after, I think sophomore year, freshman year, they used to always play it in my basement. And like, we would have like a poker game going on the side and then we would have like, like four people playing Catan. And I always thought it was like a nerd game. And I was like, man, I'm never going to play that nerd game. Like I'm not that. And then <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are familiar with always sunny, but the episode where they put wine in the Coke cans. So it's like inconspicuous that they can drink out. So they talked to me until they're like, fine, we're going to play Catan. We're going to get Diet Coke cans. We're going to drink them all. And then we're going to just like drink Franzia in those cans while we played Catan. And then like, and then it was just like throughout the, throughout the game, I was getting more into it. Now I love the game. It's a little boxed wine, a little Franzia. <laughs> really gave me the usher in. Wow. So, I like that game. I love board games in general, though. Yeah. I love like any parlor game. I love charades. It's a good uh, good time of year for board games. Love Guess Who. Oh, yeah. I think board games are good year-round. I like board games as much as I like card games. Mm. Which is kind of... Which is, mm, okay. Like I don't know. Not everyone knows Rummy. Like, I love Rummy. I love Chinese poker. Like, not everyone knows those games. So What's it's like, everyone knows poker? how to play Guess Who. Chinese poker? Yeah. Chinese poker is uh, you get dealt 13 cards each person. Then you have to make two five-card hands of poker and then one three-card hand. And then, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'll, how, te- I'll teach you. How do you do, you a, three, how do, you do a three-card hand of poker? So it's just like same thing. So it's like if you have ace-queen, two, you would have ace-high. But if you have like two, three, four... That's a straight, and that because I feel like that would be easier than like three of a kind or something. Okay, so that is true, but you need them to go in best to worst hand. So, say your best hand was like a, a straight, your worst hand, your three card hand couldn't be a straight as well. Oh, that makes sense. So, it's like if I have a full house, I have to play my full house first, and then my second would be my second best hand, and then my third is my third best hand. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. It's a fun game. It's good. Um, yeah. Other than that, this weekend, what did I do? Um, I went over to Steve's house, played with a dog. He just got his new Xbox. And so I had an extra Xbox mic. So I went over there and gave it to him. We played with the dog. Um, we watched a bunch of Sebastian Maniscalco comedy specials. He's one of my favorite comedians. Uh, that was good old fun. And then, dude, it was it was nuts. So I, I only live about like six blocks away, but I, I didn't want to walk in like the cold. So I thought about Ubering. I checked the Uber $58 to go six blocks. <laughs> so I was like, luckily Kayla came and picked me up and I was like, no, I'm not paying $58 for an Uber. I was going to bundle up and go through this tundra. Didn't that when happen to that? you recently? Like, weren't we talking about that last time too? Yeah. So that happened last week, but here's the difference. <laughs> So at midnight when I checked the Uber, Kayla was still up, so she gave me a ride. Uh. Last week, Kayla <laughs> was out with friends, just like me, and I was just like, dude, I'm not going to pay $38, because that was even closer. That was like two blocks, and I was like, I'm not going to pay $38. And then he and just so stayed that, up until like 5 a.m. Yeah, but then I got a $4 Uber. Yeah, I, I just, it, it's an interesting... <laughs> option maybe it's just because i'm a few years older but my if, it, if my uber is that expensive i'm not gonna be like yeah fuck it i'll stay up until 
5 a.m. Just whatever. Well, it was, it was weird, though, because I was at my old apartment. I was at John's house. So it's like, <clears throat> it's kind of like home still. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's yeah. my, my bedroom, my old bedroom's right there. It's the same couch, same TV. It's like, if I needed to sleep there, I could have just slept there and then got up in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Nick, how was your uh, Valentine's Day? Uh, it was good. Uh, rather than go out to eat, we made homemade pasta uh, with a pa- pasta maker that I got about a year ago and have started <clears throat> to get into the rhythm of how to do it um, pretty quickly because it takes a little while to like get used to making the dough and then rolling it out and then cutting it and everything like that. But developed a pretty good system, and uh, yeah, that turned out pretty well. Other than that... Well- what kind of pasta did you go with? Uh, so the I have to I have like this attachment that cuts it, and uh, you can either do linguine or like fettuccine thin noodles. So we just did linguine, and then kind of made a like a white wine butter sauce with some uh, mushrooms and uh, scallops. So it was very hearty, which was good. Damn, that sounds good. Hey, uh, beer, you jealous over there? Another guy making good food. Huh? <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous. I mean, yeah, that, that's how it feels. That's how it feels. Yeah. At that, I mean, homemade pasta sounds incredible. Like that's, that's another level. I just throw meat on a, on a smoker and leave it there for eight hours. Like you actually put in the work. So it, it similarly, it, it's kind of like, well, I just like add, uh, eggs to flour and kind of roll it until it gets better. But thanks. I, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment, <laughs> uh, because the, the meat, the, the pictures of the meat that you've been sending lately have just looked fucking unbelievable. So I'll take what I can get. See what we've been doing at our house. Well, not we. I would. I should say my roommate Kevin. He's been making like in a pressure cooker. He'll throw just a bunch of like bones and he calls them carcasses, which is not a very appealing way of calling like things you're about to ingest and shit. <laughs> but he throws carcasses basically into like his pressure cooker and makes a broth for like three hours, and then he makes his own noodles, and then we just make homemade ramen. Uh, like once oh. it's been awesome Ooh. it is so precious. holy shit the man has got his technique down um, but uh still that barbecue sounds really good every week i see it here <laughs> <laughs> the technique is really the hardest part like once you like it, it anytime you're like doing some sort of daunting cooking cat task like i've i've gotten better at baking cakes it's like the first time around, it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. You're trying to read directions. You're trying to make sure you got all your shit. And then like, once you get on that rhythm of just being able to do it kind of like in your sleep, yeah. it becomes so much easier and so much better. My goal mm. is to have like several of those kind of things eventually built yeah. up. So that way it can just like, without even thinking about it, just like it's whip just not, something up. It, yeah. It's not as much of a chore basically. Yeah. It's more yeah. fun. Wait, did you just casually drop the, your break, your baking cakes now? I like I've baked I haven't baked a cake in probably like a year or so but like I had I have had to bake cakes or I have baked cakes in the past and like the first time I did it I was like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I'm using this like very detailed recipe like it wasn't from a mix it was from scratch so then and then I quickly realized like hey anytime I'm baking a cake I need somebody else to help me with it 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 goes a lot easier and the cleanup's a lot better and you can drink during it and have fun with it and stuff like that. You know, it's just the little tidbits that you pick up every yeah. time you do it that make it a little bit easier. All right. 
I get it. I thought like you were like a beer where you were making a cake like once a week, and I was no. like, you this you gotta tell us. You can't just That's, be buffing out. You gotta share. Crack- you can't be Betty Crocker weekly and not tell us what you got. You can't tell, um, but I've gained like fifty pounds because I'm just eating cake for every single meal this winter. Yeah, I was just genuinely. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd subscribe to an OnlyFans of Nick just cutting <laughs> cross sections of his yeah, cakes right. and like showing me like every week. You know, I'd pay fifty dollars a month for that. <laughs> That, that's not um, a bad idea. That's that's an interesting way for me to make money on the side. Well, no, isn't that a thing? Don't they call it food porn? Yeah. Isn't that like a, yeah, they call it like food porn. Wow. You should do an OnlyFans of and baking just bake cakes. the shit out of cakes. Yeah. Honestly, charge a dollar. That's a good idea. I don't hate it. What what should I call it? Only pans. <sighs> I like it. Only that. pies. Only pies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pies. A little bit sexual. I told our too. buddy Dan, Dan that he should make a OnlyFans called Only Dan's, and it's just like no nudity or anything. It's just pictures of him, a Dan, doing things. <laughs> just, oh, no. That's it. I, I, it's I would, just Only Dan. I would watch it <laughs> if, if it's just him consuming stuff because he doesn't know how to consume stuff, or he just gets pissed off like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. That's different, though. If like frustrated Dan was on OnlyFans, that's twelve ninety nine a month, and I'm considering that a steal. Yeah. Only yeah, okay. Dan's I'm thinking is like two ninety nine. It's just pictures of him like walking the dog, pictures of him just like watching TV, pictures of him like cooking ramen. Segment yeah. is going to be over under. Um, this is definitely because of the rakes we did, the overrated, underrated. Uh, those were by far most popular. That's where everyone was talking about it. So this week, how it's going to go, by the way, the segment is we're going to go around. You're going to say the most overrated and the most underrated. So this topic, we'll do we'll do two, I think is fair. Uh, the first one is going to be beer. What is the first or what is the most overrated beer? And what's the most underrated beer? I can start. I think the most overrated beer is Lagunitas Little Something Something. I I think I think that it's like I think it's good. I think it's fine. But the way people talk about it blows my mind. Like I, I don't get when people are like little something something, it's like it's the beer that got me into beer. It's like, first of all, you're lying. Because like no one in high school was like, hey, when you go to the store, pick me up some little something something. I really want to pay the $14 for six beers. That's a lie. Um yeah, I just think that is. I think it's a good beer. I think it's just overrated. Uh, most underrated beer of all time, I'm going to tell you right now, is Bush Latte. Hands down. Everyone shits on it. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, you know, it's basically like drinking water. It's the perfect beer because you don't get full. You don't really get drunk off it, so you could just play games and drink all day on it, and you'd be like, wow, I feel really good. And it is the best beer because it comes with a 30 rack. It's dirt cheap. And if you're, like, at a guy's party or a bachelor party, after, like, the first, like, three, four beers, your fourth or fifth beer doesn't really – you don't really notice it. You're like, ah, you know, I could just be drinking a cup of water and be like, oh, this is just supposed to be Michelob or something. So, you know, you, you we do this on the golf trip is just we buy so much bush latte and we buy nice beer. And it's like during the day you drink the nice beer, and then when it's, like, 1 o'clock in the morning and we're doing a 
16-man baseball game. It's like, just bring out the bush latte. No one notices it. No one's going to get too messed up. So think, I think it's perfect. I think it's, I think it's underrated. I like it. Uh, whoever wants to go next. We don't have to popcorn this. I'm trying to think maybe I, I'm, I'm brainstorming because uh, in general, I think IPAs are overrated. So I'm trying to think of like the the normal like go to IPA that people talk about. And maybe it might just be like Lagunitas IPA. Very. That's over- exactly that's exactly my thought. I don't like IPAs. I think they're very overrated. But I thought the, just doing that. That's why I picked uh, Lagunitas. Yeah, the specifically well, a little something, something that's not an IPA, right? I don't think it is. I, I know, but I tried not to get too specific. Homer of how much I hate IPAs, so I, I was trying to be because I do. I do know people love them. It's just I, I don't like. Them. I I just but they used to they used to be very overrated. Now the hype has gone down a little bit. Yeah, it's just too too much alcohol and too heavy. Uh, and too bitter. I can only drink yeah. one or two. So probably Lagunitas IPA. I'll just go with that. Uh, I definitely think it's overrated. Um, most underrated. <sighs> I'm going to go with, um, I might've said this during our beer rank, uh, that we did several months ago. Maybe it was last summer. It's been a while. Um, I think the revolution Freedom of speech sour is extremely underrated. It is the perfect. If you guys have ever had sour ales, it is a good introduction into sours. It's not very sour at all. It's got a great peach flavor. It's very drinkable, especially in the summertime and it's revolution. So it's like pretty big around Chicago, but I don't see it at a lot of bars like on tap or anything like that. Like not enough people are talking about it outside of the, uh, the revolution tap room. I had my first one with you, Nick. I remember I took a sip and I was like, ooh, ooh, that's not bad. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I actually really like it's that. It's really I, not. I very much agree with that. I think more people should drink it. Absolutely. Uh, Johnny and beer. Um, so I'd say my mo- the most overrated beer, and I this is a tough, tough one for me because I love, I love a lot of beers. You know, my last name's Beer. Uh, it's probably the most overrated beer is probably just Budweiser. In my opinion, I feel like people care more about taking a picture with a Budweiser than actually drinking a Budweiser. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm, you want to look like you're having a Budweiser versus actually having one. Budweiser tastes like Bud Light. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I've had, it tastes like beer to me. It's nothing special. So, uh, I I think that's, I, I think it's overrated. I think it has more flavor than Bud Light. Bud Light doesn't have a flavor. Bud Light's, Bud Light's fine. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, you're telling me that has a flavor, or that has equal amount of flavor as Budweiser? No, absolutely not. I can't confirm it has less flavor, I would say, than Budweiser. But again, I haven't had a Budweiser in years, so I can't really say that. That, that can't be true. You've hung out with John. Yeah, and I ask him every time, like, man, how do you drink 12 of those in one sitting? He, he hasn't done that in a while. That's old. He's he's 27 now. See, I would get it if Budweiser had like more alcohol in it, or like, but it just is like a hardier version of Bud Light. I don't know. For me, I had Budweisers. I bought it uh like the end of December, 
and I just finished the last one recently, and I was like, why did I buy these? Because the can looked cool. That's literally why. <laughs> I don't think I'll buy them again. So Marketing. Um, yeah, it's literally, it was great. It was around the Christmas time, so they had the Clydesdales and everything. I was like, I'm, of course I'm pulling the trigger mm. on this. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'd say my most... So the most underrated beer for me is might be a little bit different just because you guys live in Chicago, but I get it now almost every single time I go to the store. It's just three, one, two. I get it every single time now. It reminds me of home. And honestly, it is just a good all around beer that like you'll have, but like if it, you'll miss it when it's gone. Like if you don't have, you'll be like, Oh, where's, where's my three, one, two at? Because there's like no, just regular good Chicago beer. Like that's three, one, two. Like mm-hmm. a regular Chicago beer. I'm trying to think yeah. of like anything else. I think it goes boils down to three one two. The we we had this exact talk where I think Nick and I were talking about it too. It's like every festival you go to in Chicago, that's like the number one beer. And so it's just three one two, I think is first of all, I think it is a good beer, but it's like every time I have it, it's usually like, you know, buddies are coming over or I'm at a festival or I'm at a uh uh a sporting event or I'm at like the taste and you're just like, yeah, this feels good. A three, one, two picture. Like I just think of like union park or I know grand park, union park as well, but but grand park and just being like, you see the water and you're just like walking around. You're like, yeah, this is good. time. This is like good. Not, not what I'm seeing out here where my stairs look like there's about eight inches of snow on them. I'm thinking of like the sunshine. I like three, one, two. Yeah. Hi Johnny, bring us home. I think the most overrated beer that I could think of right now, and it's just the first time I had this, a sip of it, I'm like, I don't get it, was uh, Guinness. Um, it's just, it's really heavy, really dark. Um, I can't see anyone having more than one, maybe two. I think it's, I think it's even more bitter than like a craft beer that you'd get somewhere else. Ooh, um, wow. bitter. I think it's like chocolatey and delicious. Yeah. I love Guinness. Yeah, I, love I disagree this. with this 100. Well, no, that see, it's overrated, you guys. It, it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's I really overrated. do like it. Okay, maybe maybe it's overrated because it's very popular. Or wait, That's are you saying you are you saying it's overrated because you don't like it? I mean, I can drink it. I just think it's overrated. I think not enough people have. I don't know. I it's, don't know. I, it's, I just don't see a lot of my friends buy it. I see one or two that are. Absolutely loyal to them. That's all they're drink. They'll drink. Oh, but. you need it as a draft, though. Like I, I don't really like the can, uh, okay. the like, the white ball in there. See, maybe that's, it, it's something about being at like Kincaid's. Like when we would go to Kincaid's, that when we lived right there, mm-hmm. and you would like get a Guinness and just hang out after work. The the way like what we did a couple times. Like that's what I think of. Like if you're just getting the cans or the bottles, eh, that's a little weird. That okay. That's like a true person. I really do like Guinness, but I like the draft. Mm. I like that you see like the little like nitro bubbles coming up too. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I love Guinness, so I disagree with this a hundred percent. And I love getting drunk on Guinness. Multiple. Why Guinness? Uh, because I don't think. First of all, I don't think it's bitter at all. I think it's like buttery and smooth. I don't get full from it. Um, I, Ooh, I, I think, I think that's a, uh, like a common misconception. Like people have tricked themselves into <coughs> thinking like, Oh, it's a dark beer. That means I'm going to get full, but that's actually not the case. And it's actually got pretty relatively low alcohol content. Like it's something like 4.3, 4.5%, I think. So it's a lot less, oh. 
It's longer um, than I thought, actually. I think, Johnny, maybe I'll bring some next time we're in studio. Uh, you need to try, if you haven't already, the Guinness Extra Stout, which I think is more like the Guinness Draft that Joe's talking about. I think the Extra okay. Stout, it tastes more like a, like what, what you want a Guinness to taste like than like the normal cans or normal uh, bottles. Yeah, I guess the first time I had it was it wasn't it wasn't off draft, um, and yeah, I, it just didn't have that same aesthetic appeal of uh, the foaminess and the dark color. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't have the experience of a draft. I gotta clear something up though. I like drafts more than cans and bottles, so that's just like a a thing. Like if I go to a bar and they're like, "Would you like a bottle or a draft?" I always like the draft more for some reason. And with Guinness, it's also a little fun thing. I think it's very good. Uh, growing up, I'm, by the way, my dad used to always drink it. That's a lie. My dad barely ever drank, but like he drank a couple of Guinnesses in his day. And he would tell me that it was just full of vegetables. And so I was like, oh, man, I never <laughs> want to try that. And I tried it. I was like, it kind of just tastes like chocolate. And I was like, yeah, this is really good. Um, but it always comes in like, it comes in like the Guinness pint. with like the little like bubble at the top. And that's always pretty cool. I like that. I like just draft beers in general. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe we just got to get you trying drafts. Uh, what's your what's your most underrated? I can really think of many underdogs, but I think there's one that I recently started trying, and it's Michelob Ultra, just because I, it's a great session beer. But I feel like before there's just a lot of. Um, this is only tailored to athletes or if you don't want to get drunk, but you want to keep drinking type of thing. But uh, no, it works. It, it gets you drunk and it tastes pretty good. And I think it's at least better, definitely better than uh, Miller Lite and Coors Light. That's for sure. Do you ever think how weird those commercial was? It was always like someone working out and like getting home and like cracking open a Michelob. Like there's, there's few more telltale signs of you just being a crazy alcoholic. If you get done working out and you're like, oh, now I get to crack a beer, you're not even going to sip some water. You're not going to have some Gatorade. You're just going to you're just going to crush Michelobes. I I never got that. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a guy finishes a marathon. He gets home and he's like, I'm going to just crack open a an ice cold cruiser cruiser of Michelob. And you're like, ah, that's just weird. Ooh, I do want to do an honorable mention. I think one of the most overrated beers is, which I wish I could put of my thing, but there's no take backs. Uh, Summer Shandy, I think, is the most overrated beer of all time, actually. Really? Yeah, Summer Shandy is just like whatever. It's not, it's like, it's like good, but it's not like. It's refreshing. It's seasonal. It's so crisp. Mm. That's it. If it was year round, which you can still find it year round in most places. Everyone's like, well, it's shandy season. Like, yeah, shandy season's like nine months, or you just go to Benny's and it's 12 months. Like, ah. I don't even think of that beer, and I love it until it's relatively warm outside. But that's it. Could you imagine sitting in the cold and drinking like a lemon, <laughs> like crisp beer? Like, a lemonade no. beer? Yeah. I'll just drink a Guinness, to be honest. Yeah, get your vegetables in. All right, that that was good. Uh, let's let's just actually save it to one per thing. I think that's fair. Uh, so let's head over to timeout. So timeout. Where? Where? <laughs> On the podcast.
Oh, Ooh. I figured we okay. were already in timeout since we didn't talk any sports. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like we got to put it up. Yeah, um, that's fine. Okay, so uh, Donald's is bringing back the Shamrock Shake, but this year they're adding a little something to the menu. They're adding the Shamrock Oreo McFlurry. Oh, my God, this sounds great to me. I love uh, – one of my favorite ice creams of all time is the Mint Oreo Concrete from Oberweiss. And it's like – I know the McFlurry is not as good as Oberweiss, but it's still going to be probably pretty good. I like minty ice cream. It, it would have had me if it was um, if it was a shake, but I don't know if I could – I'd like the McFlurry as much. I'd take an Oreo Shamrock Shake and try that, but I think Shamrock Shake's overrated personally. Like that would be my overrated beer. Yeah, mm. agreed. Same. God, that looks good. That looks really fucking. Tasty. That looks so good. <laughs> but be- beer brings up a good point. Like the McFlurries are made like blizzards. They're like thick, and you need to eat it with a spoon. And it's like you go from shake to McFlurry. It's just changing the consistency on you. Mm-hmm. But can you do an Oreo milkshake with the chunks? They're not going to get up the straw. You could. If you mix it up, I don't know if McDonald's has that technology to mix up the shakes like that. <laughs> no, the ice cream machine broken yeah. every time. It's always yeah, broken. It's broken. <laughs> we all know that every McDonald's ice cream machine is broken. So we're, we're all SOL. The amount of times where my high school heart has been broken, and they're like, hey, like someone would be in like a basement, like, hey, you want to go get dollar cones? And everyone would be like, yeah, I want to get a dollar cone. No one doesn't. Not want to get a dollar cone. <laughs> you just stroll up like eight dudes. You walk in like you own the place, and then they always get you because if you go in there or you're in the drive-through, you don't want to be like a dick and not order anything when it's broken. So you're like, uh, I guess I'll take a McChicken. I think that is their plan. They're like, hey, we're losing so much money on this cheap ice cream. Just tell them it's broken. They'll be polite. They're already in here. They'll order a fry or like some chicken nuggets, and then that's where we make our huge. Profit. I don't know. New segment. uh, A new segment is like restaurant conspiracy theories. I think think we can come up with one, one a week or one every other week. I like that. A lot of them. There's actually kind of one on here that's coming up. Uh, I I do think though the best best milkshake is Overwise, especially if you uh, are. If you drink it at the store, because it comes in that huge goblet, it's got the pirouettes, it's got the perfect cone of whipped cream, it's so good. You always, like, kind of play a bullshit game of chess, you never finish it. Good. Yeah, how can, can you play a full game of chess without your ice cream melting? Or? (laughs) Not if you pay attention. (laughs) Not if you, oh, that, oh, there's a picture right there. That's the picture I'm talking about. Look at it. It's beautiful. It's immaculate. Uh, how how do you click on that picture and not the one in the glass? That also looks good. Just are there. you kidding? That looks pretty good. <laughs> no, it looks good. Overweiss is just the best. Overweiss is like a Portillo's where it's like, I haven't had all their flavors or all their desserts, but I assume that if I get it, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, what, with Overweiss, yeah. What I like about Overweiss... Like, I don't think you could get anything bad. What I like about Oberweiss is they're a milk company first. They're not like 
oh, I'm ice cream. I'll go out and get some good milk to make my ice cream with. It's like, no, we make good milk. And then they're like, hey, since we're already making good milk, let's make good ice cream with that milk. Um, you I start like with that. the foundation, exactly. Exactly. It's genius. Exactly. Dude, <laughs> genius. If, if, your, if your mom or dad showed up from the grocery store and pulled out that glass bottle of chocolate milk, that, that shit was so hype. That yeah. was nuts. I remember losing my models this time. And I remember, like, thinking I was going to die. I was like, oh, is this... Is this what life is now? I'm in heaven. This is a five star resort. Okay. Okay. I see you, Ma. Have you guys had the Overwise uh, eggnog? No, but I can imagine it's fantastic. Fuck. It, it's probably the most indulgent like thing I've ever had. It's so creamy, but it, it is so goddamn good. You know what? I you know what we gotta talk with this bullshit about eggnog. When someone's like, "This is really good eggnog," and then someone always has to chime in, like. You know, eggnog is really fatty and kind of bad for you. <laughs> like, shut your mouth. Like, I don't want to hear that right now. It's like eating a piece of bacon. You're like, ooh, then, you know, that's not too healthy for you. It's like, you know, shut up. I already bought it. Let me drink it. Let me die in peace. You know, let me take a couple of years off my life for this delicious. Absolutely. That's what I'm yeah. going for. I don't drink eggnog because I'm trying to stay healthy. <laughs> no. Just stick yeah. to beer. Yeah. <laughs> Could could you imagine anyone being like, yeah, you know, I'm on a strict diet right now. I I either eat uh, only like McDonald's and Overwise. It's like no, that's not like the things you think of of eating healthy. You're not like, you know, when I went to Overwise, I got a pint today. Uh, I only ate the whole thing. It was like 1,200 calories, but I didn't eat the rest of the day, so I feel fine. Yeah, it's your daily calories. Daily calories. Yeah, here's why. You're on the Overwatch. Overwise set. All right, let's go to the next one. So MGK, I believe, is one of the biggest hardos of our generation. Um, I got into a really, really big argument with one of my buddies two weeks ago, the night that I stayed up really late. He he played his album, uh, the MGK album, and he turned to me. He said that I think that this is one of the best albums. Or no, no. He said, I think this is the best album of the last 20 years. I have never been more offended in my whole life. So I was like, first of all, I think MGK is whatever. I think he's fine. I think he's got a hit or two, but whatever. But to say that that album is one of the best albums of all time, I've never heard a slap in the face more. I mean, Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Bad City is, or Good Kid, Bad City is one of the greatest albums of a generation. You have 808s and Heartbreaks. You have uh, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. You have Graduation. You have, I mean, it is like, and I know I'm a big rap fan, so those are like my favorite albums. But it's like, I believe uh, Jack Johnson in Between Dreams is one of the best albums. Like, don't don't you dare. Don't you dare insult me. And he was like, well, we could disagree. And I was like, I get that. <laughs> but not on this. Like, I just, and I was like, I was looking him dead in his eyes. And I was like, I need you to tell me that you know that this isn't the best album. He was like, I, I really like it. I think it's the best album. I was like, but you, you don't. Like there's no way that you can take this. Like, I was like doing the Janeiro. I was like, look at look at me looking at you, looking at me looking at you, and and you tell me that there's no way you think this is the best album in the last twenty years. This guy walked in like thinking like I'm just about to, I'm about to fuck with Joe, mess him up. Really. Yeah, I, th- I think it was I'm about to say something. That I'm gonna no, mess with him. This was like a three M. I think he just was like. He took off of the aux cord. He was like, hey, I'm going to play my buddy Valentine, which I think is a fine song. But like, 
I like I I, I don't get heated a lot with my with my good buddies, but this was like I was like I, I don't know if I can fuck with you anymore. Like this is this is like too much. I think that's that, why that's why it's hard to believe that he was serious. You yeah, know? yeah. Because if he was serious, you don't come to Joe and say. <laughs> album from a couple weeks ago. The best fucking album. <laughs> Yo, he, he like casually stops. Can I play the best album of the last twenty years? <laughs> like that's what I would do to piss you off. Yeah, I'm about to ruin this day. Especially at three a.m. If you've been drinking and everything, like you're tired and everything like that. Like Joe's waiting on his Uber price to go down. He's gonna be here till five a.m. And I'm gonna fuck with him a little bit more. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was even more mad than when Alex tried telling me that Kid Cudi's newest album, Man on the Moon 3, is the best work he's ever put out. So that, I'm convinced that that was just the Bush Lattes talking, because no one with ears can believe that. No, that's not true. Like, no one could, like, I love Kid Cudi. I think Kid Cudi has done so much for me as, like, a person. He's got me through a lot of really, like, dark times. Yeah, I, I listen to it when I'm high up. Like, don't don't ever like say that. But this this MGK bullshit, I literally was like, I've never looked at a buddy and been like, I, I cut you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I cut you. Like, you know, like. I, Did you I, ask him if I, he's I, like listened to some of the albums that you list li- listed? earlier like that would be my first question I was like okay like but have you listened to this have you listened to this have you listened to anything on like any top 50 list from the last 20 years and then been like yeah this is definitely better seems like a very very hot take and recency yeah, bias uh, glad you yeah. he then went on to say that uh kanye's beautiful dark twist fantasy is not one of his best albums he would say at least in the top five I was like, oh, you just don't have ears. Like you, you just don't, you don't know. Like you, you just. Which is better? I mean, I mean, beautiful Dark Twist Fantasy, I believe, is like one of the greatest albums of all time. Like whether you like hip hop or not, I think it was like a crazy time in his life. He made a lot of different music. It was unreal. And then for to say that MGK did better than him, dude, I haven't even gotten to the point of why I brought him up. <laughs> But <laughs> you said this album that was like released like three months ago is the best thing. And and one of the reasons he was absolutely dumbfounding to me. He's like, well, Black Bear's on this album. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Black, Bear can, Black Bear's just a singer. He could be on anyone's album. I don't even know who Black Bear is, honestly. Uh, oh, Black yeah, Black Bear. Uh, yeah. He's like a singer. He sings uh, the... Uh, so like the fuck you and you and you, the hot girl bummer song. He's, he's, he's mostly featured on a bunch of yeah, not doing anything he, for he, me. He's headline long. He's like fine and all. But like, that's that when I really he, he's, he wasn't thinking. Because if you say that this is the best album because of a feature, that's nuts. Unless you listen to grocery tapes, because I feature on a couple of the songs, you're probably going to think those are the best. A song. Yeah. It's not gonna lie. Uh, getting a lot of getting a lot of respect on peer pressure, a song I came up with, I wrote. Come on. Great, great music. Uh uh my question to your friend would be he he uh see if he can do this for our next episode. He he needs to come up with his top ten list. What are his top ten albums of let's just say the last twenty years? I wanna know what else is in there 
because I'm thinking yeah we need context for we're gonna get something like the Wiggles 2009 tour or something like that <laughs> you know oh man uh, okay so the reason I brought up MGK I can't believe I I got really off topic uh, so he was just seen on the red carpet he pulled a Angelina Jolie which I think is such a fucking hard move he wore a vial of Megan Fox's blood around his neck. Uh, Megan Fox, babe, uh, back in the day, she was like the hottest hot. Um, but like wearing someone's blood around your neck, I don't think it's cool. How? I think it's just you look like a you look like a hard up. They put it in a vial and then they wore it around the neck. So this was like she was okay with this, or was it like I don't like yeah? She gets how does how does this go? So she's like, this will be cool. I'll wear your blood. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't, I don't know. She, she probably thinks that he also had the greatest album in the last twenty years, so she can't be that bright. So she's probably like, here, here's my blood. Put it in this vial and let's wear. But but it's like such the like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. Like I'm wearing blood around my neck. Look at me, look at me. Like, dude, get out of here. That's kind of gross. I mean, we're talking about the guy that. Started to do a rap that's why I started to hate him. And then when I heard that, then I just didn't like. Also, not very good music, personally. <laughs> the craziest part about that whole beef is like when he made Rap Devil, Rap Devil was uh, kind of good, you know. He did a little weird where he would like make fun of Eminem and then he would like compliment him. He'd be like, you know, you're an angry old man, but like also you're the best that's ever lived. And you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. You probably shouldn't compliment him. And then it's like after Kill Shot that Eminem came out with, it's like he didn't respond. It's like, no. I love a good yeah. rap beef, dude. Like uh, Meek Mill and uh, Meek Mill and uh, Drake, the back to back, when he's like, I waited four days for a response. Oh, God, that is. The, I will say that the line on that song where he's like, I got a festival coming up and I'm going to play this shit back to back. And then he did host the OVO festival and he that played that song back to back. It's like the baddest shit you could do. I mean, come on. I don't know. What do you guys think about him wearing uh, blood around his neck? It's got to be the biggest hard move you've ever seen. I just think it's strange. There's no reason He's for it other than to you're just like, oh, I think I'm. Uh, people are going to talk about it, kind of thing. Like you're you're doing it to get a reaction out of somebody, which is like, like there's there's those people on like YouTube that have channels just around like doing things just to get a reaction out of somebody else and they think that they're funny and they're really just really fucking annoying so it's kind of like that it, it just like it's ridiculous i think he knows that someone's gonna ask like hey whose fucking blood do you have wrapped around your neck oh see i like the you guys he's like, well, you like megan Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, that would actually be really <laughs> funny, Johnny. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know if you, you know, know that girl from Transformers. Yeah, also I'm dating her. Her, her blood. Megan Fox is. I saw one picture, and she still looks like a babe. Mm. I don't think she. I don't think she's that old. She's probably in her thirties. I don't know, Johnny. How old is she? I don't know. She's keeping it tight. Let me check. <laughs> Let's see. I remember when she was like in her peak of hotness. People would be like, "Yeah, you think Megan Fox is hot?" Well, she has weird thumbs. Uh, like, yeah, I'm a 12-year-old boy. 
I don't care. You're like, I, I don't give a shit. She's 34. <laughs> she does have weird That's thumbs, cool. though. Yeah, but like that. Fun fact. Has that ever stopped you? Have you, have you ever been hitting on a girl in a bar? But you're like, real quick. Let me see them thumbs. Like, let me see your thumbs. I what never thought to look for it, though, until I heard Megan Fox had those little stumpy thumbs. But that's, like, how crazy, uh, like, the internet gets where it's like, yeah, you think this girl's really hot? Well, she happens to have flat thumbs. And, like, most people are like, yeah, that doesn't really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get on to our next point. So our next one is uh, someone started a study about what Taco Bell, eating Taco Bell does to your body. Um, my question is why? The the results are, it doesn't help your body, it kind of hurts your body. Is anyone shocked? <laughs> Johnny's, I saw a Johnny slight laugh and then he held it in right there. Um, I'm curious to hear his thoughts. Uh, no, I mean, I have no thoughts. I mean, I think we all know what we're putting in our bodies and we all make conscious uh, decisions as consumers. <laughs> it's, it's Taco Bell. There's an ongoing joke for the last like 30 years that they don't actually have meat. I, I ate there a couple weeks ago. Like I, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. You know how I knew? Because I got a half pound burrito for two fifty nine. I'm I'm not surprised that that ain't filet mignon, and then it could make me live until I'm 90 years old. A Crunchwrap Supreme, it might take 30 minutes off your life. Worth it. So the conclusion what the was what? It yeah. was well, like it was like it's bad for you. It's like well, well, no why shit. are you looking at this in the first place? Like, what are you a narc? You're like, what are you a, like? Come up. I guess I, I'm not. I'm curious what they were like. What was the research or like the study? I don't know. Some nerve. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, like what you're trying to prove, Taco Bell's unhealthy. Like, yeah, we know that. You don't have to do this. Study. I'm now they have it proven. I'm surprised that this, this article even got posted. Like bringing this to the editor and just being like, "Hey, I found out that Taco Bell's not good for you," and the editor was like, "Wow, yeah, it's a really slow week. Even barely segments out here. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta post it so we can they need them." It's got to be some like, researchers that were just, you know. It, Researchers get tired too. You know, they're constantly out there doing their research and a group of them probably like, you know what, let's just phone it in a little bit on this one and we'll just double check that Taco Bell's not great for you. I don't know. It's like, you know, can it's like, oh, having a group of researchers like if you hold your breath long enough, you'll you'll drown. Let's just double check. Like, <laughs> like it's just, oh, yeah, cool. Like now we know though. I, yeah, I found the results. <laughs> Published on February 1st, the five ugly side effects of eating Taco Bell, according to oh, nutritionists. Right, let me see if any of these uh, surprise you guys. Uh, number five, increased risk of heart disease. Oh, wow. Shocker. Higher chances of stroke. Oof. Higher chances of what? Stroke. Okay. Saturated fats. I mean, that makes sense. Cognitive impairment. What does that mean? It makes you dumber. <laughs> Cognitive impairment, really? So it's like, I was thinking like, it's like you have a couple of drinks, it like makes you buzz. Like if you have a Taco Bell, will you get like Taco Bell drunk? Taco you see Bell like, buzz. You see like, uh, in high school, just 
crushing taco 12 packs be like i don't feel anything <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys bring the boost today? Like, I got 24 soft shells. One Doritos look in the hard shell. What do you want? What do you want? Fucked up. And then number two, still feeling hungry. Number one, feeling of depression. Probably because of the first one. <laughs> no, the feeling of depression is when you eat it all and then your stomach starts hitting you and you're like, oh, I fucked up. I messed up. I think this might also be for an hour. What, Nick? I think this might also be a, a case of a, a correlation instead of causation. I think that it's that people who are eating Taco Bell are already depressed rather than it causing depression. You know, like I like I'm having a down day or something like that. Like, fuck it. I'm going to go get some Taco Bell. I was like, I don't, you know. Yeah, that is a really good point. What have you? Like, I've never heard, like, wow, my little cousin's graduating from high school this week. We're uh, doing this party at Taco Bell. Like, no, you never, you never heard that. You do Taco Bell when you're, like, drunk late at night or when it's, like, you're hung over the next day and you're like, uh, Taco Bell delivers. That sounds pretty good. Do you remember the whole story where it's, like, their meat's not meat. It's, like, half sand. And most people are like, wow, that's really good tasting sand. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, were, like did you know it's only half meat? I was like, wow. That could have fooled me because it tastes great. Like, like, just sounds like they're very smart and making money. Oh, real quick. Do you know what fast food chain uses the highest quality of beef? A little fun fact. Beef? Dollars. No. Oh, that was a good guess. No. Wait, 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 wait. In and out. Burger King. Wendy's. In and out is is tied still. Shake Shack. Shake Shack is. I forgot what Shake Shack was on there. It was more like bigger brands, so maybe Shake Shack for that reason. But, uh, it is White Castle. White Castle. Yeah. <laughs> That's I didn't thought about it because their patties are so small and they buy it in such bulk. It makes a lot of sense because it's like they buy good quality beef because they buy it in such mass, and then they make two ounce patties, and so it's like oh. Mm. You know, it's actually surprising. Yeah. I like White Castle has been a huge thing in my family forever. Um, so when when I was younger and we would do the seven fishes for Christmas Eve, we always had a joke. It was like yearly. It was just who's going to buy the crave case and like sneak it down the window well into the basement. And all of us kids would just be stuffed in our faces with White Castle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last one. This is my personal favorite. Um, I love this time of year when it snows in places it normally doesn't snow, and then you see how people react. So it started snowing in Texas. Um, Texans don't quite know what it is. They're very confused. I saw a video of a, of a girl go outside with a spatula and start scooping yeah. snow off the roof. <laughs> Loved it. I mean, you gotta, you got to think. The best part is the spatula has the holes, so it's just like she would like throw it up, and then half of it would just go back on the car. I love exactly what. Yeah, yeah. I saw a video of uh, someone. I think it was a parking garage, like the roof. Someone was snowboarding. Oh, that was in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I saw that one. Yeah, they're just losing their shit. 
I, I saw people because they had the power out. It was on because I was on this the the meat smoking subreddit, and they were talking about how they had to warm up their the snow outside in like pans in their smoker to make water because all, like all their power was out and like they didn't have the ability to even flush their toilet. They're like, we had to make it in the smoker, and they're like, yo, check what I'm grilling today, and it's just a bunch of like pans of snow. Like, <laughs> like oh, dude, let me see a cross section. Like. <laughs> I like that that guy, the whole power is out in the whole state, and he's just like, you think I'm going to not smoke this brisket? <laughs> you, you think I'm going to go a day without smoking? No way. I I also get a little upset, though, where it's like people, it starts snowing, and they get like really happy. When I'm over here and it's nine degrees, you can't walk outside because it's snowing so much. It's just like, fuck you. Like The guy that was like, uh, I saw my favorite one was the guy strapped a big fan on his back and then got on skis and was like kind of like going down the street like that. I was like, that's, that's a stuff. <laughs> it's innovative. So one of my buddies lives in Houston and it snowed there. And so we were all texting. We're like, you know, how, how do you feel about it? He goes, I literally moved away from Chicago. So I would never see snow again. And he was just like, he knows what snow's like. He's like, the roads are like paved. There might be like tiny snow, and he said that people are just going like twenty under the speed limit, just like going really slow. I love that because people don't even care over here. Yeah, I think a big part of it I is mean, just like, the lack of you know snow plows. So I know that fucks yeah. people up a lot, but there's also yeah, just like a general like you get used to driving snow and realize it's not that bad. Could you yeah. imagine two inches of snow? Shutting down the city, though. No, <laughs> that'd be like, wild. Like that's what that's what's crazy to me. It's like they got two inches, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're done." We got ten inches last <laughs> night, and everybody's like, "Yeah, it's just another day." It's it's it goes like this: like, ah, oh, yeah, it sucks. I gotta go plow. I gotta go shovel out my car. It's like that's yeah. how it goes. Um, all right, let's head over to the rank. So this week's rank, we're doing Friday meatless meals for Lent. I know you might not do Lent, but like my girlfriend isn't Catholic. She doesn't participate in Lent, but because she lives with me, she does. So that's kind of cool. So just in case you want to hop on board, you know, just try to give yourself a challenge. We're here to help. Um, Let's start with Juan Decimo. Okay. Number four, just because... uh, since I was a kid, I did practice uh, Lent and all these fun traditions. Um, but the only thing I really craved on Fridays that I was really just fast food, and we always went to McDonald's and had a fish fillet, and that was the first time I ever had it, and it was so fucking delicious. Um, oh shit, I was actually having a hard time coming up with uh, numbers three, two, and one because it's all seafood. <laughs> it's just all seafood. It's like I can't eat red meat, but I'll switch it over to uh, some shrimp, some fish, um, and it's usually just cooking at home, honestly. So, um, oh, man, yeah, I'm gonna have to go just any any fish three, shrimp two, and then number one. Um, usually, I just eat desserts. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I remember that. Give up sweets. 
I'll grab a cookie. <laughs> we lived together for a couple of years, and during the Lent times, it was. But if you didn't, if we didn't give up ice cream for Lent, it was like having ice cream on Fridays because like we couldn't eat anything else. So. <laughs> we were pretty good about it, actually. Yeah, um, we were very good about. It. You were pretty good about eating ice cream every Friday. Oh, I feel terrible for you. Yeah, well, no, I mean, you still give up. Well, I did. You still give up, uh, you know, whatever you decide to give up for 40 days. So I've done like red meat. I've done sweets, sugar, um, obviously in different years, because I can't do that all uh, on the same year. But, you know, it's the challenge of it, I think. See, that that's one of my favorite parts about Lent is that Lent is supposed to be like, uh, you know, you sacrifice something just like Jesus did when he gave up for everyone's sins. And, like, we all took it, like, fine, fine. I guess I'll give up pop for 40 days. <laughs> like, yeah, fine. I'll stop eating beef jerky for 40 days. Like, I am just like Jesus. And we're like, yeah, that's cool. But everyone else like, damn, dude, like, I love beef jerky. Like, I couldn't stop eating beef jerky. Uh, who do you want to go next, Johnny? Uh, Nick. All right. Um, number four, uh, instead of eating meat on Fridays, you could fast like Jesus did. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll do that, but, uh, you know, it's an option. Uh, or like, like Johnny was just saying, you know, fast and then eat a cookie and then I'll probably do it. Uh, number three, you got... It, you know, the year's 2021. You got so many options now. You can get some Beyond Meat at the grocery store, which isn't even beef, but it's built to be exactly like beef. I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's plants. I don't know if it's lab-grown or what that even means, um, but it, it, it imitates it. So it kind of takes that sacrifice level that we were just talking about, and it, it brings it down and makes it even, even lower. Um, number two... This is actually a legitimate one. I think mushrooms, like mushroom caps, you can get a big old mushroom cap and you can grill it up or fry it up and it's almost exactly as good as like a burger. If you like mushrooms. Beer, you're shaking your head now. You don't like mushrooms? Oh, beer, that's not my favorite. favorite. It's, it's his least favorite thing, but yeah. Really? Yeah, okay. Fucking delicious. Yeah. It's really good. I think, I mean, if you marinate it enough, deep fry it enough, grill it enough, it, you can you can maybe get past it, but uh, I think it's a decent substitute. And then number one, the good old-fashioned fish fry. Um, and I got to give a shout-out to the entire state of Wisconsin because apparently <laughs> fish fries are just a thing there on Fridays, not even during Lent, just like all year round. It's like, it's a Friday, we're doing a fish fry at like every restaurant possible. So anytime I've been in Wisconsin on a Friday at a restaurant, they're like, yeah, we're doing a fish fry tonight. I'm like, fuck yeah, give me some, give me some of that. Give me some curds, nice. give me some fried fish, give me a beer. So shout out to Wisconsin. That uh, sounds delicious. Popcorn beer. All right. That's, I love those fish fries, so. That's one of mine. But okay, so let's start from number four. Number four, I have instead of meat, you could have cheese. You could make grilled cheese. You could make nachos. You could do a lot with just basic cheese. <laughs> the big thing is just making grilled cheese. Um, that's you have cheese pizza. Boom. Number four, cheese. Number three is the exact same as you, Nick. Beyond meat. I'm like, does it count? That's the first question. If it does, oh, absolutely. Yeah, me. It's not meat. So you could have like a literal cheeseburger if you want on Friday and it's beyond me and it'll work. Um, number two, I have fried catfish. 
that's my favorite type of fried fish. It's fried catfish. I don't know what it is about fried catfish. I could eat it every single day. Um, and it goes to the fish fry and it's like, depends what they have. Sometimes they have like cod, sometimes they have the catfish and whatever type of fish fry fish they have. I usually am all in. And then number one, can't believe you guys didn't say it. Sushi. Come on. Like that's like, I don't even, I think you can eat sushi for during Lent. I'm pretty sure you can. I don't think there's anything against it. Um, sushi's the bomb. So yeah, that's number one. That's a rank. Hi. Um, my number four, I think we've all had pretty good ranks so far. My number four is going to be a pepper and egg sandwich. A very Italian thing, but it's just basically like scrambled eggs and pepper over the top on like a baguette. It's very good. Um, very standard. It's like one of the meals that you're eating only during Lent. And it's like you're like, yeah, this is this is Lent. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like when it's Friday night and you're eating a uh, pepper and egg sandwich, and you always try to be like, honestly, this is a good sandwich. I can do this year round. And then as soon as the forty days are up, you're like, fuck that sandwich. I never want to have that sandwich again. Uh, number 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 three is going to be uh, any fish for me. So sushi counts. Um, and then a big one for me is we used to travel a lot during. Uh, Lent for some reason it was like a big time for my parents to like want to go on a trip and so we'd always like stop somewhere and get like a filet of fish or get like any fish sandwich from a fast food spot also this year for lent uh popeyes is specifically dropping a new fish sandwich it's probably gonna be great i'm gonna try it i'm sure it's gonna be great uh number three or number two is just spaghetti and marinara i love it just like a bowl of spaghetti marinara eat it up just like i got it and then number one this is always a big thing i've done it every year since i can ever remember on the first friday of lent so not ash wednesday or yeah the last wednesday is wednesday but i'm saying but not the first non-meat day always do a cheese pizza and that like doesn't disappoint you give it some jardinera on top you don't miss the meat too much and always pizza everyone likes pizza it's like a it's like a, a very easy meal that if you're hanging out with friends that don't participate in Lent, like, hey, do you mind like just getting a big pizza and make half of the cheese? And everyone's like, Yeah, I'll have a slice of cheese, like don't worry about it. So that's mine. Yeah. Um, I thought there was all good ranks. So go out and do that. Um, I thank you guys very much for listening. I know it's a I actually don't think this was a shorter episode than normal. We had a lot to talk this about. Is longer. I went on a little on rate. Um, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, I, oh, we did say you're going to read comment from the Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. I will read one. Give me one second. So my favorite one is it was about Dan, which I love that. Um, <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now. Um, where is it? Oh, so some guy just randomly reached out to me and he goes, wow, your drunk concert stories are fucking amazing. Your friend that has an anger disorder, which by the way, isn't <laughs> angry. he doesn't have an angry disorder. He just happens to be angry a lot. <laughs> He's just an angry elf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He is definitely an angry elf. So he said, you're friend with the anger disorder. I really feel like I can relate with. I get angry a lot. Me and him should possibly link up and be angry together. Anyways, love the show. Keep it going. <laughs> That's it. I wow. just love that. We should be angry together. I love it. That's beautiful. We should be angry together. <laughs> Dan, I'll give, you this I'll give you this guy's name. Be angry together. That's what he wants. Uh, anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Keep sending us messages. We'll read one a week. Um, we do have the YouTube channel coming soon. We're just going to wait until we can all get together. You know, start making videos and stuff like that. We want to be on a strict schedule. But, you know, be safe out there. Do dibs on your car parking spot. And we'll see you next week.